Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision, and we specialize in working with couples. Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. Where we debunk myths and deliver truth about couples therapy. Trust us. It's awesome. We're good to go? We are good to go. Should I sit closer to However you want. Hello. Oh, okay, we're whispering this, <laughs> this entire episode. Because <laughs> it's a secret. Because it's a secret. Oh my god. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Sorry, listeners. Oh man. Your hopes Don't up. edit it out. I will. Keep it in. Oh, I will. It's I'll so good. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's complicated. It's so complicated. It's Particularly with the secrets. I can't believe you told my secret in session. I will always talk about it out loud. Wow. (laughs) I thought I could trust you. Um, You can. (laughs) (laughs) Wink. So what is our topic? Yeah. What happened? Basically, um, when a secret's revealed, uh, when you're um, in couples therapy. Mm -hmm. We've talked a little bit about there's differences with different therapists. Some will hold a no secrets policy. Some won't. So in um, review, no secrets mm-hmm. is, I'm not keeping any of your secrets. Yes. doesn't mean you email me and say this big thing and I immediately call your spouse. Yeah. I let you know, would you like to tell them next session or should I? Yeah. Is a paraphrase. And then the secrets policy would be the opposite, kind mm-hmm. of. I'm okay with that. But at yeah. some point, usually I would hope that it does end up getting revealed. Yeah. And I, if I recall correctly, you do no secrets. No secrets. Yeah, I'm a no secrets policy person. I'm not going to out you, like, I'm not going to keep it a secret, but there is a level of, I can even notice that depending on, and I'm not, one time I, one or two times I've CC'd the other person in on it, not as an outing thing, but Mm -hmm. like they don't see the first email, it's just, thank you so much for reaching out, I will Mm -hmm. be happy to discuss this with you both next session. Yeah. So it kind of opens the door for them to talk to their partner about it, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it's just emailing the person directly, thank you so much for reaching out. We will be discussing this next session. I am totally willing to take your lead, but this is something that has to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, The way I talk about that with my clients is when I explain I I don't hold secrets because the relationship is my client. I explain two things. First, I since the relationship is my client, it's really hard for me to honor both parts of that relationship if I'm holding a secret for one partner. Yeah. Because that means I'm inherently aligning myself with that one partner who shared the secret. And the danger is when a secret is eventually shared, not by me, if I wasn't doing the no secrets thing, then the partner whose secret, um, who's being kept from that knowledge might feel a little bit betrayed Mm -hmm. that I was more aligned. So that's why I don't do it. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing. The second thing is I get that there are, that there's information that some partners don't share with the other mm-hmm. that can go all the way to a major secret. Like I think the big one that everyone talks about is like, Hey, I had an affair or I'm seeing someone. Right. Um, but it could also just be like, it's not a secret. I'm just not comfortable talking about the fact that actually I fantasize about these other people while we're having sex or something right. like that. There's a difference. So there is nuances within it. So that second thing that I keep mentioning is I tell couples if a partner does disclose a secret or information the other partner doesn't know, I immediately remind them that that means to me you want support in telling your partner this information. Mm-hmm. So that way, because everyone knows, no secrets policy, right. so I'm not going to hold that. I can a- acknowledge the vulnerability that you shared this thing that your partner doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And that means to me, since you told me, mm-hmm. you're willing to tell me, mm-hmm. 
you want supports on your partner. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like ground rules for yeah. like where I come from in this discussion. Yeah, I'm similar to you in that yeah. sense. And there are times where I think aligning with a certain partner versus taking sides is is a little different. Because yeah. let's say the couple's having a conflict or rehashing something. I come from the school of thought. It's okay to take sides. Not for every session and, and you know berate the other partner. Yeah. It's being able to get the shoe around the other foot. This is not cool behavior for either of you to do. Mm-hmm. Why why did this occur? And yeah. it's not shaming, it's just asking mm-hmm. behaviorally for the, the the behavior that gets in the way of the couple being mm-hmm. consistent and happy and having a strong relationship. It's addressing the behavior and kind of aligning just for the session, mm-hmm. purposefully taking sides and saying, Okay, what was that like for you? and then switching it. And what happens if your partner had done that as well? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily with secret, but just, you know, something we've worked on in couples therapy and there might be a slip back or we're working towards it. So mm-hmm. I think it's okay at times to take sides, mm-hmm. not all the time. And again, gang up on the other person, but mm-hmm. it's effective at times to be able to show each party what's going on. Mm-hmm. That can translate into the no secrets policy with, if there is a secret that has been disclosed, mm-hmm. there may be a bit of preparation and I might spend more time with one partner while the couple is in the room together. Mm -hmm. So the discussion kind of starts and not that the other partner's like, wait, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. But the partner knows ahead of time, we're going to have this type of session today, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm here to support so-and-so and and telling you something. And then I kind of let them take the reins. And if they need help, then they kind of give me the look. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't disclose for them, (laughs) but they'll like, what language do I use? Yeah. And then maybe a worksheet or this or, you know, what about, and then that might be a time where I would step in and say, you know, I think what so-and-so is, is saying is there's this topic that we're going to talk, like, again, mm-hmm. it's not me disclosing, like, surprise, they did this big thing and had an affair. It's mm-hmm. like, why don't we just try and take a deep breath? This is clearly very hard for the partner. It's sitting with them and aligning, kind of coaching and doing individual yeah. work in front of the couple is completely different than keeping the secret mm-hmm. and then being the one to disclose it. Yeah. I love that. And I love that uh, you're starting this conversation out with, um, your style right. of how you address right. um, your work with with a couple mm-hmm. if one person disclosed a secret, which mm-hmm. is one of the things I also wanted to do about yeah. sharing um, the therapist perspective right. of what at least two couples mm-hmm. therapists might do mm-hmm. when this happens. And to not a big surprise, I have a very similar tact as you. Um, if my understanding from what you just said is correct, one partner has disclosed outside of session or in a one-on-one session, right. maybe some information right. uh, that they that is a secret that they do want to disclose to their partner, and so then next session immediately when the couple comes together, you do sort of frame that and hold the introduction of the session with okay, so there's something that this partner would like to share, and mm-hmm. today's session is definitely be about going through that information and working together on that. Mm-hmm. And that's really exactly what I do too. Um, I I personally so far have not had a um, a direct disclosure, i.e. this is something that's yeah. super common for therapists to experience. I just haven't had it yet, um, where uh, one partner does shoot an email, a text, or calls outside a session. Hey, there's this thing I got to lay on you. Um, I think it's because I am so hardcore about the no secrets policy that that hasn't happened yet, but who mm-hmm. knows. What I have had, and this is fairly common, is when I do my individual assessments right after consultation, where, I'm, where I do see the partners one-on-one, the whole point is like you can speak freely, and I've definitely had it where someone's like, oh, yeah, there actually is this thing yes. that I haven't really talked about. 
Yes. So that that's where I'll get that. And then just <laughs> like you, if that's the case and, and I'm working with the, the one partner and we just acknowledge, okay, so to me, that's you sharing you want some support disclosing this to your partner. Mm-hmm. So next session, I'll hold and frame that yeah. space and say, hey, it's come, you know, since last session, this has come out. This mm-hmm. partner wants to share something, so we're going to start there so that we're all on the same page mm-hmm. so that everyone knows that there's nothing hindering our work here together. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And I'll tell them if we are meeting, because I will at times meet with individuals out of a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's, I mean, we all, standardly we want to assess for domestic mm-hmm. violence, substance mm-hmm. use, anything that would get in the way of couples or mm-hmm. active affairs. Yeah. I'm not seeing a couple if any of that's going on yep. at an epidemic level. Like, it's just not. Absolutely. If it's like, oh, we had an affair 10 years ago, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. no, you don't need counseling. That's yep. going to be helpful for you. But anything ongoing that's disrupting the union yeah. of, at any kind, I'm not going to see that couple. Well, yeah, I don't want the couple to waste their time no. and money. It's like, if yeah. you have those active things going, then it's then we're not really not the doing right the work. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. To some individual, it's, it's all Yeah, good. it's being able to do individual yeah. work, or I'll, I'll notice in yeah. session one partner mm-hmm. or the other is having more contempt, more criticism, more stuff going on. And then I meet with them individually or call them mm-hmm. and just as check in. Like I'm noticing this theme coming up. I want to make sure I'm not missing something mm-hmm. from you. Right. So it's not, I'm keeping a secret. I'm checking in because sometimes disclosure does take a while, but being able to, when I do meet individually, if something comes up, how comfortable are you if we talk about that in the next couple session? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not necessarily that it's a secret. It's mm-hmm. something that the partner isn't yet ready to tell the other partner, but they're yeah. comfortable disclosing it in therapy. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not going to out the person, but mm-hmm. I do check in like a mini informed consent and say, yeah. and what would that have been like if you had told your partner that just now? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. So I'm just yeah. like, Oh, oh. I, you know what? I'm okay with that actually. Cool. And then I'm saying, okay, I'm going to bring that up next time. Just so you know, mm-hmm. right. It's not me outing a secret. It's mm-hmm. me saying, this is going to come up, and if it's okay with you, I would mm-hmm. like to start the discussion because sometimes if it comes from another person, it's not as much of an emotional mm-hmm. charge. If it's not like, oh, I had an affair version mm-hmm. of a secret, it's more like there's this deep, dark, scary thing inside of me I'm afraid you're going to leave me for. Sometimes it's easier with a therapist filter to explain and then allow the couple to have the conversation, mm-hmm. and I just kind of sit back and mm-hmm. watch how it unfolds. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I'm on board. That sounds really good. Very I skillful. have had, when you mentioned, I, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to go on another thing anyway. Um, yeah. When couples do disclose something, uh-huh. oftentimes it's, hey, this thing happened. What do I do to fix it? And that's yeah. when, again, it's usually email for me. I will CC and say, yeah. it sounds like we could benefit from a session. I don't yeah. give specifics. I don't this. Yeah. And and the both partners are aware of it. Mm-hmm. And that often then will meet, like will mediate mm-hmm. in the amount of time since or till the next session that we meet, yeah. then that partner, why did you email Talia? Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah happened. And then they have this. So sometimes even just having the email as a reference, I don't need <laughs> to say anything about what it was. Yeah. It's just, Hey, this email occurred. Mm-hmm. Sounds like this, or I have to call both partners and mm-hmm. tell them I'm noticing this mm-hmm. without saying much more. You guys are both on the same page because I'm hearing the both thing in different tones from each of you. You both called and told me yeah. two sides of the same story. This is what we're going to talk about next session. Yeah. Are you on board? Okay. Okay. And then, you know, it's, it's running past interference almost. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to shift gears into, sure. uh, kind of what I see the role of the therapist yes. when a secret's revealed. Yes. Um, so I already talked a little bit about how my role, I take it as if you're disclosing information to me, that means you want support sharing it. Mm-hmm. So my role is to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. First thing, like I just mentioned, is framing those sessions at the beginning 
with what's going on. Right. I kind of, I always see that I'm the host of my client's experience in my office. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I try to approach things because I don't do the work. Mm -hmm. I just host the space so you can do the work. Mm -hmm. So similarly, I'm applying that, you know, idea into my role. Okay, I know someone has a secret. They've disclosed it to me. I'm going to host a safe space for that to happen. Um, and then moving forward with the role of me, it's not, well, let me say what the role is. Mm -hmm. My role then is to help keep the pace nice and slow yep. and again, safe mm -hmm. so that the information can be shared. Right. So it's out on the table. And most importantly, for the couple to process that information. Mm -hmm. And what I tend to look for in my role is to look at, hey, what was, um, for the partner disclosing, what was uh, scary about that? What was initially holding that back? What are the feelings that partner has about finally bringing the secret to light? Mm -hmm. And then with the other partner, just whatever, how big of a bombshell, how little a bombshell it is, whatever they're experiencing with this new information hosting that and allowing them to process and feel that and then bring them together to discuss that. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds almost super simplistic it's so not when, when it's just discussed like that, but that's really hard to do. We don't have the feelings or couples. Do. Yeah, exactly. So it's like if you're listening to this and going, well, yeah, that makes sense, Ryan, just know that that's what I'm doing as mm -hmm. your therapist so that while you're one <clears> side <throat> of that equation of the couples and a partner and you're going through the emotions of it, you know, I got your back. Mm -hmm. I'm there for it's your relationship yeah. and I'm going to keep it nice and safe mm -hmm. as best I can. Mm -hmm. um, I want to articulate that to our listeners as that's my role because these things can get scary. And remember that when you're working with a good couples therapist, that's some of the things that your therapist might be thinking, right. certainly what I'm thinking. Um, so you know you've got someone to keep it safe, keep it secure, and uh, support you through that. Mm -hmm. How do you see your role in those moments? If I Is it a surprise secret being revealed, or I know ahead of time? I don't know. I don't know. If I know ahead of time, I usually will say, I got an email or a voicemail mm -hmm. or text over the weekend, um, and I don't give specifics. Mm -hmm. I just... Very general, so both partners are kind of like, wait, what, what, what happened? Um, I like keeping them on their toes now. <laughs> I mention it. I'm very factual. I'm very calm. I lead the way with this is what it is. Um, or I got a, e a similar email from both of you over the weekend. Again, I'm noticing the same core issue, and I think it's worthwhile to discuss because clearly you guys are on the same page without realizing it. Or there's something that in this room needs to be shared today that I would like both of you to just take a breath and keep in mind you chose this partner for a reason, you chose to come to counseling for a reason, and trying to be objective despite the feelings coming up, honor them, and if you can just pin it when you hear what you're about to hear, mm -hmm. and then we can process all of it. I'm not mm -hmm. saying don't feel it, mm -hmm. I'm saying allow the full expression, but not interrupt or shut down, because mm -hmm. oftentimes the questions you have along the way of this disclosure will be answered by the end of mm -hmm. it, if you can help yourself from flooding as best you can. Yeah. I will obviously... Step in if I need yeah, to. I got you. But and, but this yeah. is going to be important to yeah. keep in mind. And then yeah. I just say that, mm -hmm. and then whoever says the thing, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm waiting for it to be like, then the other person comes out, and I'm like, wait a second, that's out of left field. I was prepped for this one, not <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, this is cool. So if I know ahead of time or not, it's yeah. going to change a little bit about how I dictate the tone. Mm -hmm. But there are, I haven't experienced it yet, thank goodness, 
I think because of the strictness and how yeah. in-depth I go in the individual sessions and uh-huh. the first initial session is knowing, okay, where are we at with this? Uh-huh. Like, and at the, I usually ask at the end of the individual sessions, okay, is there anything else that you think I should know that maybe your partner doesn't know yet? Eventually they will. Uh-huh. You have to be honest with me, otherwise this process won't work. And then I reiterate again, like, is this a safe relationship for you? Is there substance use? Is there anything going on uh-huh. that you think would get in the way of building towards this relationship? Yeah. And sometimes there's like kind of a look and I'm like, okay, they're not ready to go there yet. I'm not going to pry. And sometimes it's like, no, I've, I've been totally honest. I'm like, all right. And I have to take it at face value. I always mm-hmm. tell my clients, I only know what you're telling me. Yeah. And there's sometimes the sense in the room that there is a secret mm-hmm. or there is kind of a mm-hmm. barrier coming mm-hmm. up. And there are sometimes where it's actually not a secret. It's just they're emotionally shut down. They're not ready to go there yet. Yeah. So it depends if I know the secret ahead of time mm-hmm. or not. I've never had it be disclosed like, by the way, I have a family on the other side of town, like yeah. 15 minutes into session, because yeah. I would be just as shocked. But I can say, speaking from if that did happen, mm-hmm. I would be genuine in emotion. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, and yeah. dramatic as yeah. I would in like my normal life. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, this is new information. Mm-hmm. I'd just call it like I see yeah. it. What is this like for you hearing this from your partner, right? Yeah. I have I have my own reaction to it, but it's not about mm-hmm. me. What is going on hearing that? Is this the first time you're hearing it? Because mm-hmm. that's a really important question to yeah. ask. Because you could be shocked by it because they haven't told you yet, yeah. but they may have told each other, so we have to be sure. Like, is this new information for you? No, nah, he told me once before. Okay, okay. moving forward. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never heard this before. Where's the other side of town? Yeah. Like, what street do they live on? Have I met them before, right? All yeah. of the collapsing, like, yeah. that would be my disaster scenario, seeing yeah. somebody's life collapse in front of them yeah. actively in session. Yeah. But that happens sometimes, mm-hmm. even in our individual work. So. Yeah. Well, and I... That disaster scenario leads me to some questions I have for you. Sure. Um, I think we both articulated really well our roles and how yeah. we see them um, mm-hmm. when we're working with clients who are... are they died, um, non-emotional. Yeah. When a secret's revealed. expression, yeah. It's very cool. Um, so what advice do you have, and I'm going to do for both yes, partners, yeah. what advice do you have for our listeners if they're in couples mm-hmm. and they're the partner who has a secret? Mm-hmm. And either they want to reveal it or it recently was revealed. What advice do you have to the partner who's revealing a secret? What you think is going to be the most difficult thing you'll ever do is actually the easiest thing that you could do. Mm. And sometimes the easiest thing you think you could do could be the most difficult choice you'll ever have to make. And what I mean by that is if you're trying to keep a secret to avoid this really difficult potential Mm -hmm. corruption or explosion of your relationship... And you're like, oh, I'll just do the easy thing and lie. Mm-hmm. Once that comes out, mm-hmm. it is going to be more damaging than if you had disclosed from the beginning. Yeah. Hey, I'm having a thought that I want to be with another person. Mm-hmm. Is so much more comfortable for a person to tolerate than, hey, I had the thought that it, and then I sat on it for six months while actively having an affair with you and never told you. Mm-hmm. Want to stay? Yeah. Right? So it's difficult to be that honest in the beginning and it scares people shitless to be that vulnerable and they think that that's what's going to cause the breakup. And then they have this self-fulfilling prophecy that when the secret finally comes out, which is right. Oh, and I got caught. Oh, I'll just do this. And here it is. Now I'm not only mad that you did that. I'm mad that you didn't trust me. You kept it a secret. It's all of those other values that get eroded at when that is disclosed. So if you are the one with the secret, early and often disclosure. Same mm-hmm. thing with repair attempts. If you need to apologize for something, do it as quickly as possible and as calmly as possible. If there is something that you are sitting with and you don't know how to do it, seek your own individual therapy would be my first bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Or ask your therapist, hey, this can you recommend me an individual 
therapist or can I meet with you for one session because I need to process this to tell my partner, right? Especially if you're listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. So say it as early and often as you can. Be honest from the beginning because you can avoid a lot of the conflict that you end up thinking that you're not avoiding, Mm -hmm. right? Like you run right into it, right? If I tell you don't think about a yellow car, what did you just think about? Oh my gosh, it's a blue car. (laughs) Not about a yellow car, just be a... With a blue stripe. (laughs) Put your flair on it. But it's true. The more you think about, oh, I don't want to do this, you run right into the problem. Yeah. So disclose early and often. Mm -hmm. It's better to have a conversation about a hypothetical Mm -hmm. than, hey, this actually really happened. And don't do that thing where you test your partner. You're like, would you be so mad if I did this? And your partner's like, this is so out of left field. And you kind of gauge what their reaction is because that's not their genuine reaction. Yeah. I'm reacting to a hypothetical when I'm not emotionally attached. Mm -hmm. If you tell me that you actually did that, Mm-hmm. We're gonna have it's a, a different sit discussion. And we're have a talk. Different discussion. Yes. Yeah, I think the. <clears throat> I would also add to this idea of um, easy versus hard, and what you think that uh, a lot of people will justify keeping a secret or understand keeping their secret because they are worried about hurting their partner. You're still hurting them. You're going to hurt the longer you keep it. It's going to be hurt. Yeah. You're hurting them by having the secret and not telling them and you're hurting them when you eventually disclose. Yeah. I'd rather you not have so much pain built up Mm -hmm. and resentment built up that Mm -hmm. it's like you, you, I'm sorry. I, for six months didn't know as a woman, Mm -hmm. especially, and I'm just going to speak for myself, but Mm -hmm. I'm announcing obviously that I am a woman. You're a woman, Talia. It's a girl. Um, that is one of the most traumatizing things to go through, not only in the current relationship, but in future relationships. Oh, yeah. Especially for women, we value stability, security, trust. Like, we need you to be there for us, especially heterosexual relationships. Like, we need you to be there for us. And if I know that you kept this a secret for six to eight months, I can't trust you as a person because yeah. what else have you been keeping secret from me? Yeah. is not only what I've heard in my personal life, but my professional career as well, sitting with couples who have worked through infidelity like why did you not just tell me this in the beginning because then there's all these other secrets right and the first disclosure goes so poorly that they're like oh there's actually six little secrets i also didn't tell you but i'm just mm-hmm. going to keep these away because this went so poorly yeah. no no holds barred tell me everything that happened so i can then what you're doing if you don't do that and don't disclose you're robbing your partner of making an informed choice based on all the facts and i think that's sick mm. i'm not saying that that's a blame thing or whatever i think it's more insidious than we often realize. I know it's out of self-protection for the person holding the secret, mm-hmm. but for the person experiencing it who doesn't know what your emotions are holding the secret, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. Yeah. It's like something is wrong with you that you didn't mm-hmm. tell me this. Mm. Which I think we might dive back into on the next yeah. time I want to ask about advice to the person who's hearing the secret. But still for breathe. the person who... <laughs> breathe. Literally yeah, just, just breathe. breathe. Hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> but for the people who are... Disclosing. Disclosing. They have a secret and they want to uh, do Be that. Well, I think even before you get to the reveal, and this was where a therapist might be helpful in figuring it out, but also be taking some time to reflecting on why have I kept this secret? Mm-hmm. Which, of course, inherently a lot of times we don't know as clients. That's why it's a why question. Mm-hmm. However, all behavior is motivated. You have this secret for a reason. Mm-hmm. Is it safety because you're scared of a reaction when you disclose? Mm-hmm. Is it um, it helps you feel alive and excited because for once you have a sort of independence and danger? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, because yeah. it, it depends on what the secret is. True. Um, but my advice to you is if you have a secret that you realize there's this barrier in your relationship, your income is the barrier, and you might want to start bringing it into the therapy room, 
you can do a little pre-work individually about getting very clear with yourself as to not just what the secret is, but what function is it serving in your life? Again, right. all behavior is motivated. Mm -hmm. So keeping a secret is motivated. What is your motivation for that? Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, why do you, you know, what's the motivation to wanting to disclose this now? Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes in the therapy room, we get it. It's because the couple is trying to work on this stuff and they want to build more connection. Keeping that in sight and going, this is my why. This is the purpose for me going through this hard disclosure that I have historically tried not to disclose. There's a, there's a reason I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just want to get off my chest. Maybe I want to rip the bandaid off, mm -hmm. pop the blister, get mm -hmm. out of the relationship. Or maybe it's, hey, I'm doing all this work in couples therapy. I don't want this to be a hindrance between my relationship anymore. That just reminded mm -hmm. me there's an important distinction with secrets. Is mm -hmm. this something about you, like a, a trait, a characteristic, mm -hmm. uh, something that happened to you in childhood? Except, like Not mm -hmm. that it's a secret, like I did this nefarious thing that I'm keeping from you it's yeah. this is part of me that I don't like sharing yeah. with just everyone mm -hmm. that's one type of quote-unquote secret yeah the other type would be something that's in our nucleus yeah. just your and I's relationship such yes. as an affair hiding substance use yes. internet porn something like that's a different yeah. type of secret than I not that this is true I was born a different gender yeah I had this happen to me as a child yeah that's a differently motivated mm -hmm. secret. That's about timing of disclosure more than it is keeping a secret. Mm -hmm. The more nefarious, insidious mm -hmm. behaviors that could really erupt and mm -hmm. corrode a relationship, mm -hmm. that's more of the secrets, I think, that you and I are are more familiar with, perhaps. No, I, I kind of no. hold both. I, okay, think, hold I, both. I think it's important to have the distinction you're, yes. you're sharing. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to keep it more umbrella right. anyway, is there are absolutely those insidious like behaviors within Hidden the relationship versus... versus I'm really nervous to share this scary part of disclosures. Myself with you. Yeah. Maybe I've told partners before, and this isn't an irrational fear. I've yeah. had partners leave because mm -hmm. of me telling yeah. them this. I'm really scared to tell you because yeah. I love how much we've built and valued, yeah. and I don't want you to think I was giving you false pretenses yeah. with this, but this scares the shit out of me no matter who I tell, especially when love is involved, right? Yeah, I I'm chuckling because. Uh, we're recording this when uh, the Netflix show Love is Blind dude, came out. Dude, yes! <laughs> so, yes. so if you're listening to this and you don't check it out, it's like that reality TV thing. Another therapist actually recommended I check it out. I don't normally watch reality TV and I'm totally hooked. And there is a disclosure yes. in that. Um, so spoiler alert for people watching Love is Blind, yes. I'm going to talk about it right now. Yes. Um, but there is one so partner, or there's one couple, there's a couple, there's two people become a a couple, couple. and uh, the male in that couple is bisexual, is bisexual right. and disclosed that after the engagement mm -hmm. because it was so, he had, well, yes. exactly what you were saying. By the way, it's in, like they talk through a wall for six days and then get engaged. It's not like, not that The Bachelor's any better, which is six weeks, but this, it's not like a long engagement. I yeah. kept it from you for two years. Yeah, I kept yeah. it from you for six days. Yeah. And it was so interesting to see that shift in her demeanor. Oh, yeah. Which I'm not, I'm not I don't think she's the only one who's had that shift with disclosures. Mm -hmm is it went from so loving and understanding when it was probably like not about her, the relationship. Yeah. And she thought it was one of those trait. Yeah. I'm nervous to tell you things. Yeah. And then when the disclosure happened, it was just like, who is this lady? Like yeah. didn't handle it well. Yeah. You know, from EFT clearly was in the upper level, primary emotions, wasn't yeah, diving yeah. into how actually hurt, betrayed, whatever she may have felt. I'm not putting words in her mouth. Yeah. We got to see that unfold. Yeah. Live. Yeah. My point is, <laughs> Yes, it's a good example of how scary it can be to disclose something, not between the couple, right. but an individual something. And this guy, uh, uh, 
had the courage, but also like that was really painful to go through. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it was that. Love is blind. That, no, it's not. That irrational fear that some people are like, well, that's crazy. Why would you be worried about that? Because uh, it's literally happened before. Yeah, I have actual times. proof in my life yeah. that when this has come out, I have experienced these feelings. Yeah. That's not an excuse to not give your partner the chance to prove you wrong, hopefully. Yeah. But that's also we all the more reason. just want to honor how hard it is yes. to sometimes share these secrets that we hold. Yes, so that's why I preface trauma. it with whatever we talk about today in session, mm-hmm. I need you to be kind and I need you to take a breath mm-hmm. and I need you to listen entirely mm-hmm. because oftentimes your questions will be answered. So in that disclosure, it's, yes, I've been bisexual in the past, mm-hmm. not that this is what happened in the show, but mm-hmm. if the conversation had looked a little different, different not saying yeah. it would prevent her from having her reaction, mm-hmm. if that full story was allowed to come out first... I'm going to give you some time to think about it. They took their separate ways. She had the blow up, the primary emotions, mm-hmm. whatever freaked out like we all do, right? Mm-hmm. We go through our own labor before we get the delivery of our problem mm-hmm. and come back and said, thank you so much for sharing that with me. This isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's my own stuff, right? Like even having the alone time to process that reaction would have been, I think, mm-hmm. more effective. Mm-hmm. That's my bias as a therapist. Oh, yeah. And that's why it's important to talk about it in couples therapy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, and that makes mediator. me think of actually a new bit of advice um, for the person who is revealing a secret. So I was saying yeah. that, like, do a little, like, prep for yourself ahead mm-hmm. of time. Under, try to do your best to understand it. When you do get to that place of disclosure, ideally in session yeah. with your therapist, if this is what we're talking about, um, you're revealing this in, in session, um, be as clear as you can about what you're sharing. Yeah. And then if you can... Try to say it succinctly, concisely, share your truth, and then fucking stop. Yeah. And then let your partner who's hearing the information react and listen to your partner. That's really hard but to do, gang, like and silence. I get that. People don't like silence. I, yes. So they fill it with nervous, awkward energy. I know. end up disclosing way too way many too things much. that don't need to come out. But that's why I'm saying it now is so that people can hear this from a therapist's perspective of having... Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm giving you permission to just share a thing and shut up and try to just be Look. clear and stop and then listen. Yeah. Um, and if you've heard that, my hope is that you go, okay, cool. I got this. I got this just game plan. Say from the thing. Said that. Set it yeah. in your partner's lap, so yeah. to speak, and just sit back. Yeah. And, and breathe. You, you'll process after in a little yeah. bit, but just let that go and sit with that. Um, and that's my advice. Yeah. And I think that's advice for any mm-hmm. partner—the one telling the secret or receiving a yeah. secret. Be as kind and genuine as you possibly can. I'm not saying don't have an emotional reaction, mm-hmm. but try and do it with love and try and realize it's probably really, it's hard to hear it. It's equally as hard to say it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe the levels are a little different. Have compassion because you're not just setting the tone for this current relationship. You're rewiring your partner's brain whenever you're in a relationship that it can look different. This mm-hmm. could be, I'm not saying this is like this daunting thing, like I'm responsible for everybody they ever date, but. Be a good, solid experience of what it's like to have something disclosed or being the one who listens to the disclosure and just give the partner space yeah. to react any way they can. You're only responsible for what you say. You're not responsible for how somebody else reacts. Mm-hmm. And I hear teens say that a lot. Well, mm-hmm. I did this. I'm like, you said that in the worst tone possible. Mm-hmm. That's not what I said. <laughs> yeah. You are responsible for saying what you say, but nicely and using all of our skills. Come on. I like lean in. They're like, you're right. <laughs> And then if the person's reaction, as long as you can carry yourself in a good way during the disclosure and however you say it kindly and nicely and you're not trying to piss your partner off by saying it like, oh, well, you did this while I cheated on you. Mm -hmm. Don't do that type of disclosure. Mm -hmm. Like, 
that's not effective at all. Like, well, I did this to you because you didn't call me back, so I'm going to do that. What? Like, no. Just early and often and be honest. And I, I would venture a guess that I would rather hear or a couple would rather hear about a hypothetical or share a disclosure. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, I, this happened in my last relationship. I just need some reassurance from you that that's not what's happening in this relationship. Sounds way better than building it up in your head that your mm-hmm. partner has the secret. They're doing this thing and then you accuse them of it. And it's like, yeah. I didn't do that, though. It's like, yes, you did. I made it up in my mind. So it's true. Like, early and often disclosure. Have kindness and compassion. And recognize that they're probably telling you this to get closer mm-hmm. to you. And they may have waited, not necessarily for a bad... Look at me being optimistic. They may not have <laughs> waited for a bad... You're reason. so proud. I know. I was I'm like, being optimistic like right really now. Is this right how now. Ryan feels every day? What, what is going on? <laughs> Be optimistic that they're telling you because they had to work through it first. Yeah. Before they told you. It wasn't out of necessarily trying to keep it some sort of secret. And if your partner has a behavior that they do keep secret and it's an addiction... Probably not the best time to be in couples therapy. Probably time to have your own individual work. Still good it comes out. Um, but yeah, it comes might out. be a different route. And don't uh, take it I, personally. And just to be clear, as, as, as yeah. we go through this section, you, you're switching into the, the advice you have for someone who's hearing the revealed mm-hmm. secret. Love mm-hmm. that. Um, and don't punch your partner. Don't punch your partner. Well, that's just a ground rule in general. <laughs> yes. Good in my office, <laughs> never ever inappropriately or painfully touch them unless they're into it and they yeah. have a safe word. Unless, yeah, yeah. Unless, yeah. no violence. A whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, if you need to grab some ice cubes, smash them outside. Yeah. Super fine if you've never done that. And it's okay if you need to excuse yourself. Like, oh yeah, I, I need a thank you, but I need a moment. Like, yeah. just need a process. Do the timeout sign, whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. If you're the one hearing it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Any other advice you have for the person who might be hearing a secret revealed? Or I'm also imagining some people who are listeners going like, oh, I've got a little intuition feeling that mm-hmm. my partner has a secret. <laughs> What's going on? You know, is that going to be revealed out? We're starting couples therapy or we're getting deeper into couples therapy. Um, but just any advice you have for a partner who is in that, that place in the relationship where a secret's being revealed. I'm actually asking myself that question yeah. too. There's if you more. have a gut intuition that something's uh-huh. going on or your partner seems different, uh-huh. like they're being more secretive or guarded in their behavior, or like uh-huh. I sense a shift kind of, uh-huh. do your own internal work in terms of like, when did I first notice this? Asking yourself, when did I first notice this? Am I being hypersensitive to anything? Uh-huh. Is this from my past relationships? Why is this coming up for me? is this an anniversary reaction at all, right? Like Mm -hmm. what was going on in my time, in my life this Mm -hmm. time last year? Those are all important questions to ask just to do your own due diligence Mm -hmm. because oftentimes there's an answer at one of those levels of, okay, this is not my current Mm -hmm. partner. This is my own stuff to work. It's our own projection. If it's not any of that and Mm -hmm. you do have a genuine concern, uh, me being me and assertive, I would go directly to them and be like, look, this is my concern. I've noticed this, this, and this behavior. I'm not blaming or shaming you. I need some reassurance or I need to check in with you. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Because I sense something's off. Mm -hmm. Or even just starting with the question like, and not like we need to talk dramatically at noon and then they text you six times and you don't respond to them. Like just sit down with your partner the next time and naturally you're with them and just ask like, hey, I'm sensing something's different. I noticed a shift. Can we talk? Yeah. Is there something going on? Mm -hmm. Just as simple as that. It's not accusatory. It's not, I know that you did this. Please don't snoop through their phone or do anything (laughs) like that. It's better to go, if you have that gut instinct, chances are something is off, mm-hmm. but it might not be what you're thinking. Exactly. So it's better to just open the discussion. And be curious. Rather than being like, 
well, I know that you have lied to me because I looked through your phone. Now the partner who's being accused is like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aside from this, I can't trust you now because you looked through yeah. my phone. No, no, no. Don't do this. Like, yeah. you don't want to get in this cyclical process of it. It's just if you have a gut intuition that there is a secret or something Something's is, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be genuine, kind, take a breath, and just ask them. Yeah. Be curious. That's what yes. we do as therapists all yeah. the time. Okay, what's up? Yeah. And going back to, like you said, I love your chats of questions. You're yeah. kind of like, do your own work and yeah. look at that. I boil that down to assume it's not about you. Oh, nothing's ever personal. Um, it, I have For a ribbon part. on my wrist that reminds me to do yeah. that because that's one of my things that I have to work on individually. And it's when you're in a relationship and you're seeing that and that disconnect or something going on, most of the time, it's actually not about you. Your partner's going through something else. So if you can, okay, cool. If you can come from a place where you start with like, okay, just remind myself, it's not about me. It's not that they don't love me. It's not yeah. that I'm not good enough. It's just, it's their own th- they've got their own stuff person. going on. If you do that as a rule of thumb, yes. more often than not, yeah. that will be true. And on the rare times that it's not, then you can go to your partner with curiosity, patience, compassion, deep breathing. Yes. Please just breathe always. <laughs> and then <laughs> just always be breathing. And then ABB. you can have a reparative discussion. Yes. What were you going to say? So my example? example was I had sensed something. I dated this dude in grad school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very long. Nice kid still to this day. Super yeah. nice kid. Nothing inherently wrong. But I had a sense that like it's just off. I just mm-hmm. wasn't feeling in the flow. He was kind of out of it. And I wasn't like, oh my God, he's cheating. It wasn't anything like yeah. that. I'm like, something's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, something's up. So instead of being super assertive and jumping right to a conclusion, I just sat and asked him, like, you seem a little off lately. Can we talk? Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Super genuine tone. And he just took a breath and was like, dude, I've been so stressed with work. And that it was mm-hmm. nothing to do with our relationship yeah. at all. Nothing to do with the dynamic. And he's like, oh, I feel so much better just saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't obviously end up staying together. Yeah. But I'm so glad that I took that approach instead of, the accusatory freak out thing yeah, because like, that hey, wouldn't have been yeah. effective because then right. it would have been like, oh great, I'm already stressed at work, which I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Because and and she's ragging on me and this and that. Like yeah. just would have added yeah, to it. Yeah, it would have added to it. So being a supportive it's partner. being open and honest and just asking. And we all have our own ego when you we're bringing that we all have our own intern rich internal world is what mm-hmm. I call it. Mm-hmm. I have a really good internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. I know myself on a very deep level. I've been in therapy for over a decade, mm-hmm. on and off. Like I know myself really well and mm-hmm. I will always continue to want to deepen that knowledge. Mm-hmm. There's some dark, scary places I don't want to go because I'm like, once you unlearn things, you can't get it back, right? You can't get ignorance is bliss back. But we all assume our partners, and we do this out of love, we all assume our partners know us as deeply as we know ourselves, and we kind of project that into the relationship, and it's not until we stop and have those calm discussions and are faced with a partner genuinely being like, okay, I didn't know that was a concern for you. Why don't you invite me to do this more? Why don't? Why doesn't this happen more? And then we have to take the breath and be like, you're right. Yeah. Why am I getting mad at you for not doing something that I've never asked for? Yeah. Or I've mirrored or I've expected because my exes have done this for me. Why don't you do this? For me? Take the breath and do your own inventory before you come to your partner with accusation. Always come with curiosity. Mm. But before you accuse them of doing something intentionally that they quote unquote knew would piss you off, have you ever told them, hey, this is a boundary for me and this is a red flag? Yeah. In that case, if they still do the behavior, then you're, I'd say you're allowed to remind them and be like, I and not in a nagging way, but like, I don't know how much more clear I could have been when I told you this. So maybe it was open for, mm-hmm. communi- I, maybe it was my miscommunication, but I thought I was really clear. This is like a trigger or whatever mm-hmm. for me. Can you walk me through why this still happened? Yeah. And 
adding to that, just yeah, I've been on the on the receiving end of that yeah. very loving statement, yeah. like, hey, I, I went through this, and I have to admit with with some shame's too strong a word, embarrassment, like I just forget. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm just a dude and yeah. it's like, oh shit, I knew My that bad. and I forgot it. Yeah. Or, Thanks for reminding me and being patient right. with me going, oh yeah, yeah, you don't, that doesn't work for you. Yeah. My bad. But guess what? Then you're going to remember It takes five that. times for us sure. to remember shit. Yeah. Then, if you're, then as a partnership, we're going to yeah. remember that positive interaction yeah. repair attempt versus it being resentment, resentment, yeah. resentment. Yeah. If there's going to be an emotional connection in that repair. You're not going to And have, you're going to yeah. feel safe to do that over and over yeah. again. You might still have, and I think as a wrap-up, mm-hmm. you might still have those internal secrets. And mm-hmm. again, that's about the timing of the mm-hmm. disclosure, how much of your internal world you share with your partner. Mm-hmm. That's all about timing. That is a different type of quote-unquote secret mm-hmm. than something that is a maladaptive behavior, an addiction, mm-hmm. something going on, something that you did as a betrayal of trust in the relationship, a rupture. A deception. A deception. Yeah. yeah. Dis- knowingly and intentionally deceiving somebody yeah. is separate from, there's this thing about me that I'd like you to know. Yeah. Can you have some compassion? Yeah. That part, those usually get ironed out over the course of a relationship with honest and continued discussion. Yeah. So those don't usually turn into this nefarious thing. Mm-hmm. The intentional deception... Just cut that shit out. I know it's scary. <clears throat> I know. And I know it's scary when we do something that we're like, oh, crap, I messed up. And maybe you still end up breaking up, but at least then you give the opportunity for your partner to make a well-informed decision. <clears throat> Excuse me. You give the opportunity for your partner to make a well-informed decision. And after that, they get to have an honest discussion with you. But you have to give them all. That's your responsibility as a partner. Mm-hmm. If it's one of those deception things, you give them all the facts. Yeah. Because you don't want to end up in that thing with like, oh, and I never told them this one thing and I know for sure they're going to leave me for this. Oh, well, we already worked through the other thing. Throw that under the rug. Well, and when the fear and betrayal is set aside from those mm-hmm. acts of deception, at the end of the day, what a, a a secret that's in this category offers in a positive way to couples work mm-hmm. is it's the opportunity to practice that repair we were just mentioning. Right. It, it And <clears throat> when that is done with the guidance of a therapist, right and done in a safe space, even if it might be challenging, when you go through that repair, the strength that comes out of it is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that emotional, like, oh, we were able to get through that and repair. Mm-hmm. Any other thing, we can do this together as a team. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a lot of cool growth and positivity yeah. that comes out of even um, deceptive secrets yeah. that that can actually strengthen the relationship. And you don't have to stay. Yeah. You would, if, no, yeah. if you have, it's not, we're not nope. saying you must work through everything. No. Please have your boundaries and mm-hmm. your standards and your own set of comp- like a compass mm-hmm. of morals and values. If something that your behave, your partner does goes against one of those, I'm not saying bend towards them and be like, Oh yeah, I'll totally write that off. We're fine now. Just cause you disclose it in therapy, still have your own process, but still be with your partner and being able to discuss that you will end up, if you end up leaving the relationship, mm-hmm. you leave with a lot less resentment when things get hashed mm-hmm. out calmly and honestly mm-hmm. because when we do have that we go back to that positive discussion in our mm-hmm. head as a reference point versus crap I wish I would have blank mm-hmm. right we want to go back to I'm glad I said blank versus I wish I would have or wish I wouldn't have said blank yeah so I think that gives our listeners a good idea of some things to expect when uh, secrets yeah. are revealed and hopefully a little bit of pointers depend mm-hmm. on where you're at in that process yes Very next cool. episode 
Who knows? I don't think we talked about it. So I really want to do willingness. You want to do willingness? Yeah. yeah let's do. Uh, we're going to talk about this like general theme of willingness. It's my absolute favorite trait in couples. Yeah, we're both really excited about this one. So uh, that might be curious for our listeners, yes. but check that out. You'll see. It's something we get really passionate about. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Episode twenty-five Look coming up. Go. Very cool. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Or send us a message on Instagram. Our handle is the Couples Guide Podcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear your questions or any uh, advice you would like to hear about your relationship. Let us know. Have a good day. Bye bye.